Welcome to This Seems Funny with Amy Borgelt and Natalie Santini. Two friends talking about modern makes and what's going on in our lives this week. As well as things we like and our unadulterated opinions. Ah, and things we don't like. <laughs> and we would love to hear from you. So please write us at oh, this seems funny at gmail.com. There we go. Seems spelled S-E-A-M-S. That's important to know. Right. Because, you know, we like to sew and make. Really, not even 20 seconds in. Can't even get the email address right. Come on. It's seems funny podcast at gmail.com. Seems spelled S E A M S. Seems funny podcast at gmail.com. Let's get it together. All right, then. Here we go. Season one, episode uno. Episode uno. Okay, everyone, we're here to entertain you with modern makes and hot takes. That's right. What you get out of this is up to you. (laughs) It's only what you put in. (laughs) Exactly. So let's get into this. This podcast is going to be more than sewing discussion, more than technique discussion. We're going to bring you our favorite, from our favorite podcast. Things of the week or things that struck our fancy. Tickled our fancy. (laughs) Tickled our fancy. (laughs) To maybe a favorite snack we've just discovered. Mm. Or a hot dish. Mm. Or Or hot takes. (laughs) Hot takes. Might be a little fun gossip. Never harmful. No. It's not what we're about. Sweet only. Sweet gossip only. Now. For our first episode, since we're in this lovely sedum, sedum of fall, <laughs> there might be the occasional mince pronunciation. Or I edit them right out. Yeah. So the fact that I mispronounce often and sometimes on purpose, sometimes not on purpose, I feel like that's a good way to connect. That's what attracted me to you <laughs> in the first place. Just drew my attention right off the bat. Awesome. <laughs> I never noticed before I had headphones on that I have like an old lady smoker's laugh. And I like it. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's real breathy. Breathy. <laughs> but not in a Marilyn pronun- Monroe way. <laughs> I, I love how you pronounce breathy as breathy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was breathy. Oh, I think it's breathy. (laughs) (laughs) These words in English confuse me. Like loose and lose and breathe and breath. Why are they spelled the same? Because it's ultra confusing. Yes, English is my first language. Yes, my husband makes fun of me because I still get confused and it's his second language. And he's like, how do you not know this? (laughs) Loose and lose Uh are actually spelled differently okay so i didn't know that (laughs) (laughs) but i will give it to you um the other one you said breath and breathe breath and breathe i believe are spelled the same just to keep everything as accurate as possible we need to clarify breath and breathe are not spelled the same breathe has an e on the end thanks how about two two and two 
I don't get confused with that. Mm -hmm. I get real mad at people when they don't do the double O on the also to, mm -hmm. because it's me and you double O use the double O's, oh. right? Oh, yeah. Like I also didn't know that trick. Now you do. You'll never get confused again. Well, I didn't already, but <sighs> what about there, there, and there? Oh, I judge the hell out of people. And do you if they confuse ask, asterisk and spell it correctly? In, of course in I comments. do. Even in text. Yeah. The I only things do. I shorten are YOLO and LOL, lots of love. <laughs> and <laughs> again with the, <laughs> the breathy. <laughs> so yeah so there we are where was i going with that's this? our texting vernacular it is all i want to talk about right now honestly though are these cute little scrappy coasters you made because they're ultra ultra cute and awesome thanks and i love them and how fantastical that you took some little tiny scrap pieces here and made such a cute coaster and practiced your binding and miter corners at the same time i did <laughs> how, how did i do do i get an a plus yes um except look at my binding how it's turned to the back especially this one it's real wide but guess what don't care i mean that's the name of the game would have changed it on a quilt not going to change it on quilt as you go no coasters. and also why did you point that out because i never would have noticed that right it's on the back um <clears throat> thanks for noticing thanks yeah. for not noticing because you know how i hate scraps generally i would throw all these little bits away but oh they were left over from my trinket um nope those are all solids left over from my patchwork easy patchwork quilt along when i was cutting all my squares Ooh, that was you know your quilt along. That's awesome. That's getting edited exactly out. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so crazy. Was that a you need to go? Because this episode is not quite over. No, well, no. It's also not, not quite started. I have to leave in one hour. Okay, for sure. Hard stop. Hard stop. Oh, and it is recording. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Mm -hmm. What we're oh, we were going to talk seams. Yeah, this seems funny. This seems funny. But so, one thing that pisses me off, guaranteed, is when the seam allowance is not stated or keeps changing or I don't know. Just in general, seam allowance. <laughs> seams, <laughs> seam allowances are just yeah. Uh, see, that does not bother me. As long as, even if it keeps changing, if they're really good about noting it in the pattern, it does not bother me. But well, as you know, some of us don't read every word. Mm -hmm. So is that operator error? No. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. Anyways, we want to get to the point of why the hell are garments five eighths of an inch seam allowance? Um, and not all are. The indies aren't. No, but I think that's a throwback to millimeters. Do you really think? I think it is. But we've never been millimeters here. I know, but <clears throat> I think European like dressmakers or, you know, um, hmm. were originated, they would leave a whatever millimeter seam allowance. And then when the, us idiots here are going to be <laughs> using inches, it's like, well, what's, what is the closest measurement to that standard? And Ugh. I think it's five eighths of an inch. Well, I never use it. Let me just say, I'm not good about five eighths. I usually will do four eighths, which AKA is half an inch. 
when I'm doing garments. So then do you find that a lot of your garments are too big? Like, do you have to size down? Because that's an eighth of an inch on each piece of the seam. So that's a quarter of an inch, yeah. which is a half an inch on side seams. Well, no, because first of all, I'm not making things that are super fitted. That's just not my go-to. I wouldn't attempt that. I'm not a tailor. I don't try to do that. I respect it and I admire it. Maybe someday I will, but I am not going to pick a pattern that has to be ultra fitted like that. However, I will say, haven't you noticed a huge discrepancy with measurements on the back of the pattern and then how the pattern uh, results? Absolutely. Especially in the, what do they call it? The big four. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Uh, when I was making my daughter's dress earlier this year for a dance, I measured her, I mean, precisely. And then I pinned the pattern. I put traced the pattern pieces onto patternies and pinned them together and put them on her. And it was ridiculous. I mean, just not, not even close to what the finished garment measurements would have been. And so I had to read, I mean, thankfully I hadn't cut it out of real fabric, but exactly. totally change it. And to a size that would not, I never would have calculated to be her correct size, but indie patterns, I do think are better. They are much more on the mark. I think they have a lot of real people in a lot of real different sizes testing them of course, and offering feedback and yeah. they make updates. But whenever somebody asks me, oh, what pattern should I start with? I'm new to garment sewing. I always direct them to one of my favorite indie patterns for sure. And I tell them, look, this, this company is very close and spot on to my sizing. And I'm as you know, I'm not super particular, ultra precise with my sewing. I just, I, I wing a lot of things and hope for the best. And usually with those patterns, it does work. That being said, I do follow instructions. I'm able to read, but I'm just not as precise as you, as we know. Well, I'm. You're analytical. Yeah. You're a numbers I do gal. love precision. It's my middle name. Mm -hmm. But okay, so that's garment sewing. And a lot mm -hmm. of times it's five eighths or if you're buying an indie pattern, a lot of times now they will make them half, half inch. inch. But yeah. I do hate grading seams. Oh, well, I you feel, know, funny enough, I just did that on my last coat. On that quilt coat? Yeah. And did you feel like, I mean, I know it's helpful because it helps to cut down bulk, right? Yeah, it does. But it's so annoying to me. I feel like if you wanted it to be finished at that then why didn't I just cut it out at that to begin with and sew a smaller seam allowance? That's Yeah, it doesn't make a lot me. of – I don't – maybe there's some kind of physics behind it. Maybe you physicists can let us know. Yeah, right in, please. <laughs> but, yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, if you were serging each seam and then sewing those together and they wanted a big seam allowance for strength – able to cut, right. Maybe I would understand that, but uh, you're right. Grading is kind of annoying. Well, or French seams. I can understand why you mm -hmm. want a bigger seam length. What's right. the one where you um, you cut one side of the seam allowance down and then you tuck the other, the longer, the side that was left longer, you tuck it under and cover it up and stitch it down? What's Isn't that, that a Hong Kong finish? Oh, yes. That's yeah. right. So that, I can also understand why you would stitch it, trim Love it, it, and then do it. I actually do like that style of seam finish, Yeah, but it's real annoying to me to trim seams down. Listen, I like all kinds of things in clothing that's made for me, but am I going to do it? I'm, I love a Hong Kong finish, but I am not going to sew that for you myself. Even on something simple, like a pair of, what like for? that, like that self-drafted pants pattern. No, I'm absolutely not going to do that. I'm going to serge those seams and be done in 10 minutes. Mm. I mean, ugh. how particular do we need to get here? 
I don't know, but I feel like when it's a really easy pattern, then some of those finishes but why are worth the time because it's not going to take that much longer to finish. That pair of pants literally from start to finish can be whipped out in what? Like, well, okay. 20 How- minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say under an hour. Hell no. 20 minutes. I, know. I did one the other day. I know. And so did I. And it took like almost an hour, which to me is super fast. That's so funny. But see, oh, again, I did inseam pockets. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Not that that takes, but I mean, that's one extra step cutting and whatever. I feel like those, those type of finishes like French seam and Hong Kong finish are meant for if you ever have to change the size, You you can let it out and there's more fabric there. That's why they do that in, let's say wedding dresses and, uh, bridesmaids dresses is because they can Actually, oh yeah, yeah. They can change this. I thought it was to enclose the raw edges so that. Well, it is, but if you, what I mean by that is, if you just surge that seam, there's no going back. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just a much much nicer. um, It's quality craftsmanship. It's kind of like if you buy a top that has those little tiny threads near the shoulder seam that have a little snap on the end, and you can like tuck it under your bra strap to keep this your bra strap from coming out like those kind of finishes i would think you would find also french seams or that kind of stuff it's just like a more tailored quality yeah and in today's fast fashion you don't see you will never find that Mm -mm. so what about you're the queen of um handbag sewing and design so what about seams in more like handbags or items that are not clothing? I tend to do a quarter inch seam allowance and a half an inch seam allowance. And it will just vary A on how much weight this bag is going to carry and the materials being used. But what I try to tell people is it doesn't really matter if you use a quarter inch or a half an inch on my patterns as long as you keep it the same throughout. Right. Consistency. Yeah. And on, on other designers' patterns, that might matter a whole lot. So I never want to advocate like it doesn't matter. Of course it does. But I really try to keep it. The way I learned to sew was trial and error and just doing it. And I think back how I didn't even understand really seam allowance very well. And I was just all over the place. And finally I thought, well, as long as I just stay the same on this project, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know? Well, and it's like that a lot for quilting. Sure. Um, when you're talking about quarter inch, uh-huh. if you're one little here this way or that, what are they? <laughs> scant quarter inch or whatever. That I does matter on some things. It does on some. But generally, if you're just doing a whole bunch of half square triangles or patchwork or something where everything ends up being kind of the same at the end and you're putting it together. It really doesn't matter if it's a quarter inch or a scant quarter inch or a little over as long as it's consistent. Follow the edge of your foot or yes, a mark on your... I will say if you don't want to cut your points off though, it can come into play. Uh, that is, yes, that is 100%. So I like to, I don't know if you're an advocate of this, but I like to make my blocks bigger and trim down. For sure. I love to square <laughs> stuff up because, you yes. know precision. Well, and we, you know, how many times do you finish a project in one sitting? It's very rare for most people. So 
to sow a good seam allowance one day and come back three days later and you're a little bit off from whatever, pressures, family, work, whatever, maybe you're not sewing at the exact same and that can mess your whole design up. So especially if it's something with um, strips, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hypnotic. If, if it's something with a lot of strips, you know, one inch strips that you're putting together finished, they end up a half an inch and then you're trying to line them up on a block next to it and um, you haven't been consistent or you haven't used that scant by the time you get a whole bunch of thin strips together, you're going to lose an inch on every block or whatever. Yes, absolutely. But if it's just half square triangles or whatever, I, I am a huge advocate of, I love squaring up up. is key. Do you guys square up? We want to know, do you make your blocks bigger and trim them down or do you just so bang on exactly what you need or does it matter? Yeah. I mean, if you you just, whatever the block finishes at and you sew them together and you never even noticed Mm -hmm. it being a problem or I do think uh, we would love to have people write in comment so we can address are we the weirdos i don't know all right let's discuss what we just went and got we love a good chai i have to say i was not introduced to the merits of warm chai which chai also means tea but it's like a spiced tea it's a spicy blend yeah and it is so good, and I'm so lucky that you introduced me to it. Well, I believe I introduced you to it at Costco last year. You did. However, I will say, why is it that when I go to Starbucks and actually have them make it for me, it just seems a little frothier and Well, they might fancy. steam the milk. Oh, I bet so. I bet you they do. I should have steamed ours. Didn't think about it. Because they have that little, it's a little bougie for home. I mean, I'm all about the bougie. Mm. I do love chalati, but I really like Tazo. Tazo. Oh, that brand. brand specifically. There's a local one in Madison that you can get at um, Metcalf's, mm-hmm. which is super good. But I like this one because it's so so spicy. Like so spicy. you like that ginger tickling yes. in the back of your throat. Oh, maybe yeah. that was too graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the ginger tickling my throat, but I do like the spiciness. The um, clove. It's clove, I think, that I like. So I love the smell of clove. Have you ever mm-hmm. done those clove and orange ornaments for Christmas? Mm-hmm. My favorite. Love them. Ugh. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, my favorite chai latte is not the one that is just really sweet. No, no, me neither. That's why mm. I like this one is it's very, it's just a lot of spice in the, um, tea do you do sweet coffee or do you do regular coffee i mean i know i put sugar in oh (laughs) yeah you know how i like my coffee extra sweet and extra creamy yeah which is funny because you don't like a sweet chai true but i um don't like the bitterness of i love coffee but it's too bitter so i really do like it with Cream and sugars. And I'm all about half and half in my coffee and absolutely no sugar. Mm. Even when I cut out sugar earlier this year, I will have it in my coffee. I just try to not have it in anything else. Sure. Because otherwise, too sweet. No, not too sweet. Too bitter. Too bitter for me. Which brings us to people being bitter. Oh, it makes me bitter. 
<laughs> when other people are better. I think that's how it works. I think it does. It perpetuates itself, doesn't it? So this is something that has come up a little bit more recently via social media. And it's something you and I, Amy, don't understand is if you don't agree or if you don't like something, just keep scrolling. Just scroll. It's really easy to scroll past. Super easy. It's literally the thing you were doing just before. I do it 85% of the time, mm -hmm. to be honest. You just continue to instead of stopping, touching the screen and typing <laughs> in letters, you literally just continue on with the same motion that you were doing just a moment ago and you continue on to the next thing. Yeah. And you know, honestly, sometimes I like photos. I like other people's photos, but I don't even have the energy to tap that heart. <laughs> so... <laughs> Is that as bitter as it gets with you? I think so. I think so. I'm, I just, I'm sorry, but I, I'm just not going to put the heart. I'm just going to scroll on by. <laughs> I don't even have the energy to lift you my. You know what I do though? Sometimes if, if I'm thinking, um, eh, and I just keep scrolling in, then I'll think, well, I actually did. Sometimes I will go back and like something because I think, well, it's not their fault that I'm cranky or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think that means a lot. Seeing yeah. that somebody appreciated what you posted and yes. because, because it's so easy to just like things. I mean, now you make me feel like a real asshole. Well, <laughs> that was my intent, but in a real passive aggressive way. So. I love it. I'm here for the passive The next time you don't like one of my posts, I'm going to be like, she's well, bitter. Yeah. I should express the caveat. Is that how we say it? That I am not on there as much as people think I am. I'm very much a person who posts an adios, like, mm. see ya, because I just don't have the time. As you know, I'm always busy. You're always busy. My plate is so full. It's perpetually overflowing. <laughs> but I do know you like every single one of my posts and comment, which I, I truly to. appreciate. Yeah. I really try to comment the specialists out there. I like to bring the silliness of our relationship into the social media aspect. Into the forefront. Right. I like to highlight it, if you will. Front row, center right. aisle. I'm always trying to get a ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like um, that is one reason why I really try and stay off of Facebook. Because I feel like there's a lot more negativity on Facebook. Almost like it's um, part of the culture of Facebook is is negativity, which fosters more negativity. Well, it's the algorithm that mm -hmm. is their whole. I mean, I don't know if you watched the sixty minutes whistleblower episode that you accuse me of never watching news. Well, that's not news. That is news. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's not news. Here we go. It's investigative journalism, and I love it, and, and I'm here for and it. It ain't news, and I'm gonna give it a big old heart. It's opinion, and a ha ha. And I'm starting to get real bitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, the whistleblower told us, as if we didn't already know, that's what feeds Facebook for sure. Algorithms Absolutely. is the negative, whatever. Well, and if you're in a, um, I don't know, Target, let's say, and you hear somebody complaining about something that you also mm -hmm. don't like, mm -hmm. I think there's a pretty good chance that a lot of people would be like, hopping on that bandwagon into the conversation, but. I mean, you feel almost like a connection with that conversation. Of course. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the negative reviews, negative reviews right. on Etsy or mm -hmm. um, 
what it, Yelp or yeah for restaurants? people will hop on that bandwagon. It's almost like mob mentality. So somebody did it first, and now I feel permission to be negative as well because not only did somebody else go there first, so I don't have to be the bigger asshole, but also now I'm kind of building a bond with that person. Like, Hey, I agree. Right. We're in this together. And, um, I don't feel like there's that same camaraderie with positive things. So you hear somebody Mm. again in target talking about how great something is. I would never, ever walk up to a person that was having a conversation with somebody else about how great something is and be like, Ooh, I think so too. But you almost feel entitled to be able to walk up if they're bitching about something and be like, yeah, I agree. I went there too, or I ate that too, or maybe, I tried it too. And it's it's too bad. Maybe it's like a rescue complex. Like you almost feel like they need some backup. So they maybe. don't look like such a bad person. You can kind of help them out at least. Or it's just a connection. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, same thing. Same diff. I don't know. I'm not here for it. I don't, I don't, I try not to feed into that kind of stuff. And when I see bitterness or or a bunch of people jumping into negative comments, I really do scroll past. I don't add into that kind of stuff because it's it, it's not helpful to the. I mean, there's always people reading it. You know, yeah. pe- trolls that will just put stuff in there to try and get more negative comments. And I wish there was less of it. You know, I think this means we need to start our own Facebook, Amy. Called Flowers and Freedom. <laughs> Wait, let's work on that title. Okay. You know how long it took us to come up with the title for this bad boy podcast? Uh, eight weeks? Minimum. <laughs> a lot of texts going back and forth. A lot of opinions from mm. children, spouses. Mm-hmm. Some helpful. Dogs. Somehow unhelpful. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? At the bot, at the end of the day, at the mm-hmm. bottom of the well, <laughs> we're here for you. At the bottom of my pocket, <laughs> we are here for you. And this seems funny, doesn't it? That was such a good tie-in. Oh, congratulations! Thanks. It does. This seems funny, doesn't it? <laughs> There's a nine-minute segment. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Seems Funny Podcast. That's S E A M S, Seems Funny Podcast. I'm Amy Borgelt of Tansy Designs, and I am at Tansy underscore Designs on Instagram. That's T A N S Y underscore Designs. And Natalie Santini is So Hungry Hippie. You can follow her at So Hungry Hippie. No underscores, no dots, no spaces. Just So Hungry Hippie on Instagram. You can email us with comments, questions, or suggestions at our email address, seems, again, that's S-E-A-M-S, seemsfunnypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and join us next week. We'll be waiting for you. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at seemsfunnypodcast. Remember, Seems as S-E-A-M-S. All right. See you soon. Bye.